0: July 3rd. Our reading in the New Testament for today will be from the book of Acts chapter 21 verse 37 and we'll go through chapter 22 verse 16. The starting point of Paul's defense, as we shall see, was his identification with the Jews. He associated his conversion with Ananias. The turning point of Paul's defense was his use of the word Gentiles, Had he not used that word, Paul might have been set free. But the whole burden of his life was to reach the Gentiles. Paul was arrested because of religious bigotry, pure and simple. His people did not realize that God was doing a new thing in the world. Now, the finishing point was the threat of a scourging, which Paul avoided by asserting his Roman citizenship. From then on, It would be one hearing after another, and a delay of two years in Caesarea, but God was working out His will in His time, and Paul was willing to wait. And now let's begin today's reading in the New Testament, July third, Acts twenty-one verse thirty-seven through chapter twenty-two verse sixteen. As Paul was about to be taken inside, he said to the commander. May I have a word with you? Do you know Greek? The commander asked, surprised. Aren't you the Egyptian who led a rebellion some time ago and took four thousand members of the assassins out into the desert? No, Paul replied. I am a Jew from Tarsus in Cilicia, which is an important city. Please let me talk to these people. The commander agreed. So Paul stood on the stairs and motioned to the people to be quiet. Soon, A deep silence enveloped the crowd, and he addressed them in their own language, Aramaic. Brothers and esteemed fathers, Paul said, listen to me as I offer my defense. When they heard him speaking in their own language, the silence was even greater. I am a Jew, born in Tarsus, a city in Cilicia, and I was brought up and educated here in Jerusalem, under Gamaliel, At his feet, I learned to follow our Jewish laws and customs very carefully. I became very zealous to honor God in everything I did, just as all of you are today. And I persecuted the followers of the way, hounding some to death, binding and delivering both men and women to prison. The high priest and the whole council of leaders can testify that this is so— For I received letters from them to our Jewish brothers in Damascus, authorizing me to bring the Christians from there to Jerusalem, in chains, to be punished. As I was on the road, nearing Damascus, about noon, a very bright light from heaven suddenly shone around me. I fell to the ground, and heard a voice saying to me, "'Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me?' "'Who are you, sir?' I asked." And he replied, I am Jesus of Nazareth, the one you are persecuting. The people with me saw the light, but didn't hear the voice. I said, What shall I do, Lord? And the Lord told me, Get up and go into Damascus, and there you will be told all that you are to do. I was blinded by the intense light, and had to be led into Damascus by my companions. A man named Ananias lived there. He was a godly man in his devotion to the law, and he was well thought of by all the Jews of Damascus. He came to me and stood beside me and said, "'Brother Saul, receive your sight,' and that very hour I could see again. Then he told me, "'The God of our ancestors has chosen you to know his will and to see the righteous one and hear him speak.' You are to take his message everywhere, telling the whole world what you have seen and heard. And now, why delay? Get up and be baptized, and have your sins washed away, calling on the name of the Lord.
1: I'm Pastor George Borgard, and this is another Higher Things Video Short. The Gospel, the Gospel, the Gospel. That's the subject of today's Higher Things Video Short. Sometimes you go to church and you think, I've heard this before. And it's not that you've heard the sermon before, you know, now that we've invaded Iraq. uh, You're like, that's an old sermon. No, I'm talking about the same message. The same message every single solitary week. The forgiveness of sins achieved by Jesus on the cross and delivered to you in water, word, bread, and wine. The mercy of God for sinners who don't deserve it. The, the comfort of troubled consciences. The, the rescue of people who aren't getting any better, won't get any better, and will probably die worse than they were before. And you can think to yourself, you know, I've heard this before. Maybe... This would be better if there was something applicable to my life. Now, this is the point of danger. All right, this is the danger point. You see, for us who have been entrusted with the gospel, who hear the gospel every week, there's a point in which we can think and look at ourselves and say, what more? And the answer to that is, nothing more. The the idea... The the gospel is not preached in order to get to more. The gospel is preached because nothing else saves other than Jesus Christ and him crucified. Let's make sure we get that. Nothing else saves other than Jesus Christ and him crucified. Everything else falls short. Jesus doesn't preach the gospel in order to change your life. Jesus doesn't preach the gospel in order for you to be a better person. He preaches the gospel in order to save you from your sins. That's what you need saving from. And although you hear this message every week and although you... It's, 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 it's always in front of you and always in your ears, hopefully, sometimes you could despise it in your every day, every week, hearing of it. Now, there will come a time when you will take a hard look at your sins and you will, and you will see the, the awfulness that is you the loving yourself more than anybody else, the selfish way that you carry yourself, the way that you put yourself first and others last, the murderous slanderous and lustful thoughts that you have and how you act on them and you will think to yourself doomed At that point, the message of the gospel, which has been put into your ears every week, you'll finally get it. You'll finally, you'll receive it. For the gospel is for sinners like you. The gospel is the only comfort that will hold and last to all eternity. You could change you and not be saved. You could fix the sins that bother you and still go to hell. In Christ, though, you can't go to hell because Jesus isn't in hell. In Christ, you have life, and not just life, but eternal life. What I'm saying is, believe the gospel. Desire it every week. Push your pastor to preach it every week because it alone saves. And at the point in which you think that it's not enough or that you've heard it enough, reach into your chest and see whether or not your heart's still beating because you need that gospel. You need that gospel to be saved because there's nothing which is going to fix your universe and save you other than the simple proclamation of Christ and Him crucified. If you don't know that yet, just wait. You'll see. He alone saves. Believe it, for Jesus' sake. I'm Pastor George Borkhart, and this has been another Higher Things Video Short.
0: Today we're reading from Psalm 1, verses 1 through 6, where we read about blessing. You know, God enjoys blessing your life, but you must be blessable. That means having discernment, avoiding the steps that lead to sin. See, blessing involves delight. The Word guides your walk and rejoices your heart. Blessing involves dependence. Your spiritual roots go deep into the resources of God's grace. We'll read about perishing as well as blessing. How tragic that anyone is perishing when Jesus offers abundant life. The psalm starts with blessed, but it ends with perish. And the choice is yours. Psalm 1, verses 1 through 6. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, or stand around with sinners, or join in with scoffers, but they delight in doing everything the Lord wants. Day and night they think about His law. They are like trees planted along the river bank. BEARING FRUIT EACH SEASON WITHOUT FAIL. THEIR LEAVES NEVER wither, AND IN ALL THEY DO THEY PROSPER. BUT THIS IS NOT TRUE OF THE WICKED. THEY ARE LIKE WORTHLESS CHAFF, SCATTERED BY THE WIND. THEY WILL BE CONDEMNED AT THE TIME OF JUDGMENT. SINNERS WILL HAVE NO PLACE AMONG THE GODLY. FOR THE LORD WATCHES OVER THE PATH OF THE GODLY, BUT THE PATH OF THE WICKED LEADS TO DESTRUCTION. Proverbs 18 verses 11 and 12. The rich think of their wealth as an impregnable defense. They imagine it is a high wall of safety. Haughtiness goes before destruction. Humility precedes honor.